Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Do you dream of owning a home but feel like it's just out of reach? If only you had perfect credit or a big down payment. At First National Bank, we believe homeownership is for everyone. That's why we offer affordable options for all budgets with one-on-one support from a home loan expert who's in your neighborhood and in your corner. Get started at fmb-online.com slash own it or your local FMB. FMB member FDIC equal housing lender NMLS number 766529. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of The Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve, and I am joined by my tag team partner in podcasting. That is Jeff. Jeff, it's been some time since you and I have gotten back in the saddle and done the podcast thing together. But here we are yet again. Yeah, I know. It's been like it's been a while. Like, don't you think like Public Enemy is just like a cheap Nasty Boys ripoff? Oh, oh without a doubt, without a doubt. But what about yeah. the um, the 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 Headbangers? Aren't they the new modern day version of the Rockers? I don't know. This so like if the Rockers and the um, Head Shrink, not the Head Shrinkers, <laughs> uh, the Bushwhackers had kids. That's absolutely right. We're going to jump right into it this 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 week because I got to be quite honest with you. So the hiatus was I don't want to uh, make any bones about it. A couple of weeks was I was under the weather and not feeling good. And then a couple of weeks was. Are you ever over the weather? Like, are you like Thor or Storm or, or like a, you know, like one of those ancient <laughs> gods of, of rain, like like Zeus or or a ball? Unfortunately not. No, unfortunately not. Um, I I was sick as a dog like the last two weeks. And before that, life just got in the way. Like it was just very, very busy. We Our schedules couldn't match up. But here we are. Let's not reminisce on the old. Let's, let's talk about the new. Hope springs eternal, right, Jeff? Sure. And we are here because of popular demand. We Our inbox was flooded, flooded by the Hammerlock Hangover fans asking, Steve, where are you? Jeff, what's up, you guys? guys? Gonna, what's, exactly. What's up, you guys? Where you guys been? Where you when losers at? New episode? So, Jeff, where do you want to start? There's a lot of talk about, about wrestling. We've obviously missed a lot of stuff. Um I, I want to start with something that has nothing to do with wrestling, but to me was the most oh. interesting thing of all, which was like some people put together like a, a recreation of what Joseph 
Jesus's father would have looked like a stepfather would look like, and it looks exactly like Andre the Giant. And I think oh, that I that's just it. amazing. So that is proof that the Jesus's family uh, went back to France afterwards, because uh, obviously they had ties to Grenoble, France, which is on the uh, Franco-Germania border um, back then, Gaul and Germania. Um, so that's proof right there. We we know that uh, Andre was descended from at least the step parent of the divine. So if you are uh, good enough to be a stepfather of Jesus, you're good enough to be Andre. And by the way, if Andre the Giant wrestled these days, the IWC would say he sucks because that, that's because that's what they say about any wrestler doesn't do flippy doos. But uh, Andre right. looking you, right. looking down at you at paradise right now. Well, since you brought this up, I I don't know if anybody's, you know, maybe we should put this up on our Facebook page. You know, we don't really put anything on our socials, but maybe this is something that we can throw up there. But um, I saw this picture of of this sketch of of I I, was it G was it indeed Jesus? It was it was Joseph. uh, I, I mean, I don't know what his last name was supposed to. I don't know who his father was because that's what your your names would be Joseph Barr or whatever son of. I know it's not Joseph not, of Arimathea. That's a, that's a different. That's the merchant that sort of was always bailing Jesus and Mary out of trouble. It so, wasn't Joe Josephson. No, it wasn't Joe Josephson. That that's that's very Nordic. Um, and then Jesus would be Jeff Jesus Josephson. Well, Jesus would have been. I mean, if you if you assume that they spoke either he, Hebrew or Aramaic, it would have been. Yeshua bar Joseph, because that was the stepfather's name, Jesus, son of Joseph. Um, Hebrew is Yeshua. Jesus is Greek. This, this is this is I, mean, I can already hear Joshua the, is English. The, so the, the, everybody, the in, everybody like, in the English speaking world should be should be uh, going pra- praise Joshua if you're Christian. I can already hear the fans saying, oh, this is riveting. I've I've tuned in for I've missed a, a month's worth of podcasts for Jesus talk. Well, listen, if, if we're going to miss t- like three weeks, we might as well come in with something completely different. I mean, <laughs> I mean, all right. So what's happening? Since- I'll, I'll play with you. Hold on. Before we get there, I'll play. Okay. I'll play along. Right. So if if Game Andre, on. if Andre is Jesus's dad. Uh-huh. What is it? Who does that make Hulk Hogan? Well, funny thing is that somebody came out with one and said, as a joke, obviously, and said, scientists have recently recreated the image of Moses and it was Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and, and Hogan retweeted going, good looking guy, brother. <laughs> HH. But, but so. then who would. OK, so 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 Hogan is is. Um, see, I want to say He's Moses, but I would have said Pontius Pilate, but whatever. Um, what about the Million Dollar Man? Well, he might have been Joseph of Arimathea. He could have been any one of the Pharisees who, who you know, was who told the Romans this this priest is ruining our business. So, Rome, you better do something about it. We pay taxes for your protection. Um, depending on who you believe. He could have been Pharaoh. Let's go with Pharaoh. Let's go with, with he was uh, uh, what Ramses the second, the one that, that yep. Moses left. So yeah, let's he let's go with the million dollar man was Ramses. He goes around yelling, "Everybody's got a price." <laughs> That's right. And if you can't pay it, 
Build a pyramid. <laughs> and what about Macho Man? So who's Macho Man? He's this? obviously Moses is on again, off again. Good friend, good brother, good best friend, Aaron, who, you know, whenever he's not looking is, is you know, saying hmm, that golden calf doesn't look so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think that golden calf looks all that bad. Ooh. I see. I see lust in your eyes, Hogan. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we, we can keep going with, with this and keep putting uh, wrestlers into biblical cognates and see, we'll see where it ends. I mean, we're jumping oh, all around, obviously. I mean, we are. Yeah. We are. Yeah, um, at, least, at least by about 1,300 years or so. You know, since we are like talking like it's like a potpourri of wrestling to start this show, um, I saw online that people that I guess Road Dog was interviewed somewhere and he said that he is a better sports entertainer than Bret Hart. And that Bret Hart is a, obviously a legend and a Hall of Famer and a great wrestler, but he was a shitty sports entertainer. Your thoughts on that, Jeff? I've got thoughts, controversial thoughts. This is the distinction I hate when people try to separate the two. Sports entertainment and professional wrestling are the same. If there is any distinction, it's the people who can work matches on the fly and change the match and adapt in the ring, the workers, the workman rates. The rest is the same. So under no circumstance was the road dog Jesse James a better sports entertainer nor wrestler than Bret Hart. Bret Hart was better than he was in every way. Was Jesse James ever better on the mic? Sure. Was he ever better on the mic by himself? No, he got himself into a good act, and and that act uh, got tagged along with another act that just worked, you know, very well together at a time. But Bret Hart's the best there was, the best there ever will be, um, and the best there is. Well, the best there was, the best there is, the best there ever will be. Uh, I obviously am not. But Road Dog, I understand what he's saying, that he had more of a gift of gab. He mm-hmm. had the lines. He could, say, he could get the crowd to chant ass, but... That wasn't Brett. No, nobody bought tickets to see the Road Dog. People bought tickets to see Red Hart. And and the Road Dog was never in the Simpsons. Uh, hold up a second. Hold up a second. I think this is a little bit revisionist history. <laughs> WWE was about to go out of business when Bret Hart was a champion, right? So, so people buying tickets for Bret Hart, not so much. However, Jeff, when Road Dog starts his shtick up in the late 90s, Places was the business was booming. You know that Road Dog. Road Dog. What? What? Road Dog absolutely had to do with it. He arguably the Road Dog is the the least talented of the Armstrongs. Now he's probably also the most successful of the Armstrongs. (laughs) But that you can't say that justifiably. This is ridiculous. He was the most over Armstrong, probably. You know, behind Triple H and. HBK, I think he was the most over member of DX. Probably even more than X-Pac, to be quite frank. He was not not more over than China. Yes, he was. As a sports entertainer, he was. No, absolutely not. Ridiculous. Name me China's favorite, most most famous promo. Go ahead. I'll give you five minutes. She didn't need a promo. All she needed to do was stand there and get in the way. That's it. That's all she needed to do. It was amazing. At At least Rhea has I'm your mommy. It doesn't matter. China was definitely people. She was the she's the only eighth wonder of the world. They don't, they don't call. She was the ninth wonder of the world. The world the road dog is the ninth see, Armstrong see, brother. See, you even forgot which 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 wonder she was. That she's. Well, not I even don't agree with the original list, so it's you know. 
I, I, I take issue. Think? I take issue with the, the original seven. So you know, there what, it is. Which one do you want to see out of there? The Galapagos Island? It's not that I want any of them out of there. I, I think that there's other things that belong in there. Like I would start with the Eye of Mauritania. Nah, nobody's looking for that. That's that's because it got jobbed out of its its proper position in the top seven. Oh, sounds like Soraya. Something like that, yeah. Anyway, so after three weeks, we're coming back, and and you're going to pretend that you actually care about the road dog, Jesse James, and this thing with Bret Hart. That's your lead story? I do. I think, well, it's a controversial story. I see everybody arguing about it online. It's I not said, controversial. It's just one guy being dumb. Well, not two. But, no, yeah. I agree with him. He He's obviously. Right, like I said, two guys right. being dumb now. So, oh, my <laughs> God. I, I come back. I, I thought I really thought that you were going to see it my way because Jeff Road Dog is an entertaining character. Bret Listen, Hart was boring. There's the most important things that have happened in the last three weeks. This is not one of them. And so, I mean, what we've missed is we've missed CM Punk lie about Larry the dog get, get, getting injured and have his teeth removed in in a scrum. We've no, we've no, missed- no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He didn't lie about it. This is this is some some again. I told you that the these these young bucks. And the elite were liars and 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 thieves. Oh, they are. And they tried to to uh, abuse a dog. This is the story that I don't think is being told because Meltzer won't tell this story. That Omega went in there in a rage and tried to punch a dog. This is horrible. Yeah. If anything happened to Larry the dog in the fight, we would have heard about it the day after. It comes out seven weeks later after after the quote unquote investigation closed, being performed by somebody who was in the scrum as a witness. Also, you know, not even a third party law firm. We're not even really sure he's a, she's a lawyer. Um, this phony investigation. Who me- Mecca? Mega? 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 Yeah, whatever her name Mega, is. Mega. Yeah. Pratik, I think, is anyway, and and CM Punk sees that it's not going his way, and so now suddenly comes up with this this story about his his dog, who's probably forty two years old, who needed his teeth replaced anyway. This is, you know what, Jeff? I expected more from you. You're obviously one of these these uh, wrestling media elites that listens and pays for 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 Fightful Select uh-huh. and Dave Meltzer. That's right. Katie got me a job. You're, you're, you're in the corner of these guys. It, mm-hmm. it, when the news broke about this dog losing teeth, I I looked at be, it and I said, you know elite, what, Omega be, be the elite be and the elite, elite were to blame. Be, be the elite. And I love, you know what I love about the, that entire story? Matt Hardy is very quick to be like, yeah, my boy, yeah, this is exactly what happened. Matt, were you a day later? Matt, were you there? No, I wasn't there. Shut the yeah. fuck up, Matt Hardy. Exactly. Matt, Matt Hardy is a joke. He, he's. We can certainly agree on that. Uh, obviously, um, since our last conversation, everyone has seen all the Thanos-like uh, elite videos that are getting less clever and longer, um, showing that they're due to come back. But uh, big surprise. Um couple of things in the news. I mean, since we left, uh, you know, Halloween Havoc occurred. Crown Jewel occurred. Uh, they've been trying to build something towards full gear. And, of course, they're going to, you know, uh, eight of the 14 matches will be thrown together in the last week as usual. Um, did you let's let's slow down a bit there. Did you I watched a little bit of Halloween Havoc. Um, were you surprised by the outcome? I feel like a lot of people were surprised that Mandy retained. No, um, I got 
I got five out of the six matches right. And the one that I got wrong, I actually knew I was going to get it wrong. I just, I, I just uh, overbooked it. But I when whatever prediction show I went on, I said, I, I know that I'm wrong, but I'm going to stick with my prediction. I predicted Carmelo Hayes instead of Wesley, but I'm like, but Wesley's going to win. So, but anyway, that still counts as a loss, but I, I got all the others correct. So yeah, no, I was not surprised. I think that uh, I didn't was love our Hayes show. Havoc. I, I thought I, it was an I, okay show. I think that was our show. If I'm looking at the notes from the last time we recorded, which I really should put dates on this, we both picked Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. Um, I, well, I did two prediction shows, but I made sure to do the same predictions so that I wasn't like, you know, hedging my bets. You know? <laughs> yeah. You also picked uh, Apollo Crews. Yep. Uh, Creed, uh, Roxy, Mandy and Braun, Mandy and Braun. Yep. Yep. That, that was, was that was your pick. Yep. Oh, you originally picked Wesley, and then you scratched it off. That's what happened, right? Because 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 I out thought thought myself, and I convinced myself that they were going to bring Nash Carter back uh, to light up the day for a. a really upset and possibly screwed Wesley, but you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's funny. You originally picked uh, Wesley, then changed to Carmelo Hayes. And then when it came to my turn, I took your pick and I picked Wesley. So I was uh oh for f- five for five or whatever the number was. Six for six. Good. Um, and that's okay. Cause I, I don't think that NXT really <laughs> is supposed to be that hard to predict. If you sort of, understand where stories are going and and whose role is what. I mean, every now and then they they surprise you. I mean, it's weird how many of the people um, picked in the last few NXT major shows, they pick people to be champions who have been shipped back to England. Like like people thought Tyler Bate was going to be the champion or Blair Davenport, I think, or Underwood or whatever she called it. Anyway, B. B Priestley, you know, well, they're all shipped back. They're all shipped back to, to Europe now. They they got they got one extra payday, and now they're you know I don't know if those are the people they're going to keep on retainer and they're going to let them you know work indie shows or what. But you know uh, we haven't seen the strong boy Tyler Bate in a while. Uh, unfortunately, J D. McDonough is, is still here. They see something in him. But um, yeah, so the other big event. Dragunov, do you think Dragonov sticks around? We haven't heard his name, so that tells me probably not. I mean, if they're going to bring him in, maybe the the World Cup that's coming up would make sense. He's he's the only Russian they have, so um, mm. that might, might be kind of cool. But they again, we haven't we haven't seen him. He has another word. I don't know if he's hurt. Maybe he's got a concussion. He seems to bang his head around a lot. I don't know about Dragonov. I I thought he'd be around for a little bit longer. I thought he'd be like a JD McDonough. Um, but is it the like- World Cup? Uh, only on on Fox, like on on SmackDown. I'm not I'm not sure where where if it's only on any network. But it it but it looked like they were going to do Dragonoff versus JD McDonough as sort of a program, and now they've switched JD McDonough to Apollo Cruz for the number one contendership. Why JD McDonough is now in line for his third shot at the FCC title? I have no idea. He's not that interesting. They have a million people on on there, um, but. Okay, uh, you know, I, I'd rather I'd rather see like Julius Creed or practically anyone in that position. Yeah. Um, but, oh well, yeah. while we were away, uh, Ava Rain debuted with uh, yep. schism, schism, yes. schism. 
Yep, Shinskism, Ava Rain. Those Shmegba? who don't know by now, that's Simone Johnson, The Rock's daughter. What are your thoughts, early thoughts? I have not, I've seen only clips. I did not watch it live or taped. You're breathing uh, heavy. This, this, is, this is not good. Um, I mean, this doesn't, you know, she doesn't really make schism any more interesting other than it's Simone Johnson. So you look at Simone Johnson. But unfortunately for Simone Johnson, she's very much an Uso. I mean, she, she looks, she has the face of her cousins and her dad. And it's not a pretty girl. She's not a pretty girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? I'm sure somebody finds her attractive and beautiful. She's a beautiful if, lady. If her last name was Johnson, she would she would have never gotten into the uh, into the performance center. Everybody. Her knows name's her. not Johnson. Her name's Rain. Yeah, well, that's her. That's her stage name. That's her. That's her WWE trademark name. What's There's some NXT releases. Schism? What's the story with Schism? Before we get to those releases, nobody cares about those releases. There's no. Well, Bodie Bodie Haywood was a bit of a surprise. Apparently, Who? apparently he's a bit of a conceited jerk. The guy in Chase University. I don't even know that guy. I don't know who that guy is. All right, well, you don't need to because he's gone now. Uh, <laughs> Has he shown up on on Dynamite yet? Not yet. It's only a matter of time. No, I'm sure it'll be an acquisition by the firm who will trade him to the Trustbusters, who will trade him to the factory, who will, <laughs> hire, who, who will put him out for hire as, as a hitman for hire back to the back to the Trustbusters or to MJF or whatever, um, or Andrade so, Family Office, you know, whatever. So what Andrade Family Office doesn't exist anymore? It's, it's true. It doesn't Andrade exist punched, anymore. <laughs> Andrade but, punched Sammy Guevara out of a job. Yet... yet Roosh is still trying to recruit 10 to join their non-group group. It's so fucking ridiculous. They Especially should, after they had a match where said, if, if you win, I'll leave you alone. And then it got turned into a triple threat for the All-Atlantic. I, I, I mean, it's, it, it's such a mess sometimes there. It's, it's just so bizarre. So then they say, huh, oh, yeah, we forgot about that. Well, roll it back. Let's run it back. I, I can't fucking stand that fucking show. All the booking is ridiculous. If you were Latino, I don't understand, and a wrestler, I don't understand why you would sign AEW. I mean, Cody Rhodes was their biggest star. He's Latino. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. I mean, look at him. He looks uh, just like his father, Tito. Yeah. So Schism, um, it, it started where they were against woke culture. Now it's like we accept you as you are. We're completely tolerant. Um uh, but now that, that with, seems that seems to be opposite of woke, of being against woke culture. Yeah, well, I think it was it was a parody on woke. Like we're so woke, so we're. But now on their masks, they put like dollar signs and the word selfish and greed. So it's now it's almost like they're Occupy Wall Street. Like so, the personality of their cult <laughs> has changed for no apparent reason. Um, and then they, you know, and it's weird, you know. I get it's it's NXT and, and it's a it's a still a gimmick peach tree dish, um, but they've got this guy Scripps who's writing like sort of mysterious messages. We don't know who it is. We assume it's a he. It might not be. We, you know, but this, is sort this of guy like, part of. I saw this. Is this guy part of Schism or is this a separate thing? Like, what's well, a separate thing? But somebody it could be part of Schism, and then you got Dijak who's doing these promos, like he's going to be like, you know, Justice, but like Sid Justice, you know, Twisted Justice or the big oh, boss man, it. like I the like bad. It. But it, it, you know, but it's it's 
it's retribution adjacent. And then you got Cross, who was doing the spooky thing. And then you got Bray Wyatt, who's doing sort of the, 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 the thing. And you have all these guys on all these shows. So basically doing more or less the same thing. Judgment Day is like, is not too far. Oh, throw stone from any of Judgment that. Day. You, I can't you, wait to start talking to you about Judgment Day, because I know you hate Judgment Day, but I fucking love them. Oh, I don't even hate all of Judgment Day. It's just, it's just. Uh, it, it, I mean, oh, I grow, Dominic is growing on you. No, Dominic's not growing. I mean, you saw Crown Jewel. No one gave a fuck about him. He barely was Who, in the match. What are you talking about? Dominic got the most heat. He got nothing. Zero. Zip. Oh, my God. Did you even watch the show? I did watch the show. That's really? the only show I watched in the last month of wrestling. I watched mm. Crown Jewel. And I loved it. I loved every no. minute of it. Rhea is unquestionably the star there. Oh, my God. She um, is. Finn, I don't know so what he's great. doing there. I mean, he, he, he I mean, they, they could he's replace pointing. him. That's what he does. That's all Finn does is he points. He points. He points. And then he looks shocked sometimes. Pretty much. Um, the most interesting thing about the Judgment Day and this OC thing is that they keep mentioning that Carl Anderson is the never open weight champion in, in New Japan. So, they, and New Japan hasn't forced them to vacate the title yet. So, I don't know. That there's something weird. That, along with Shinsuke Nakamura facing the great Muda in Noah for Muda's retirement match. I, I mean, those are two. Oh, can we talk about that for a second? Sure. So, that gets announced a couple weeks ago, right? That, like, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura is returning to Japan and he's going to fight the great Muda. Great stuff. Great news for Japanese wrestling. Great for Shinsuke. I mean, WWE's not really doing anything with him right now. And great for the great Muda. Great for all parties involved. But I saw some internet troll, Jojo, um, write that um, Noah, Mr. Noah, because I don't know who the guy that runs Noah What's his name? It could be Bob Barker for all I know. Mr. Noah. That's what I'm going to call him. Son of Lamech. <laughs> Mr. Noah had to ask Tony Khan for permission to allow Shinsuke Nakamura to be on the show. This has got to be the most preposterous fucking notion in all of the Internet, because you're telling me that Noah has been getting the likes of Danny Garcia and Lance Archer. And here they actually have a bona fide fucking star in Shinsuke Nakamura, a draw, legit draw in Japan. Worldwide superstar now that he's with WWE. You're telling me that Mr. Noah was going to be like, hold the phone, Mr. Triple H. I've got to go ask... Tony Khan, if I can say yes to you, that's got to be the most asinine fucking question thing to do. That's where, ridiculous, Where did you Jeff. see this story? Because I haven't heard. I haven't seen I told, it. Already. I told you. I saw this. Jojo posted it. Your buddy Jojo. He's. He, I'm so shocked. Yeah, you, you're doing all these podcasts without me. I'm shocked you haven't started a podcast with Jojo. <laughs> Maybe I will, but he's always wrong. So that's all you need to know. I mean, there's there's no relationship between Noah and AEW. I mean, you could see it if it was New Japan, possibly, or DDT, where wherever they get uh, wherever they get Takeshita from. But uh, I mean, Noah's an entirely different promotion. So no, I mean, unless it's just a respect thing, unless you know. Uh, 
you know, just one of those. But I can see that. But like, so you're telling me that he needs to go ask for permission to get a bona fide money draw? Fuck out of here. He's not going to stop the business and be like, let me talk to Tony. I don't I don't believe the story anyway, especially given the source. But would it would it is it so outrageous with some of the terrible business decisions that Tony Khan has made that he doesn't pay Noah X amount of dollars per year to have a right of first refusal on anything like that? And he probably does the same thing with every other promotion that that he loves, you know, in Japan and you know, wherever else he might love a, a promotion, Rev Pro or whatever, and it pays them $25,000 a year for right of first refuse, refusal. It wouldn't surprise me, but no, I, I don't believe that story. So, you know, if that was the case, that would have been reported all over the place by people other than Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> all right, continue. School me some more. What have, what else have I missed? All right, so what else happened? This? So... Uh, WWE, just some business items that came through the this this week. You know, they also announced that their investigation was closed. No further action. They yep. did how much Vince money it cost free. them and, you know, how much they paid to outside counsel or whatever the case is. Vince apparently is paying most of that back. Uh, there's insurance covering some of it. <clears throat> In the same time, they also announced some some gates in the third quarter. So Clash of, Cancel, Clash of the Castle at Cardiff was an $8 million gate. They've already Ooh. sold over 30,000 tickets to Survivor Series and already sold over 100,000 tickets to WrestleMania 2023. There's no no cards, um, basically, f- for those shows yet. The third, quor- the third quarter... They did over $305 million in revenue, God. which I believe is a record. It may, it may not be record profits, but I believe it's record revenue. Um, probably some of the them eating those costs of the investigation, it probably plays into that somewhat or it would be a record. Um, but I'm getting so excited by all these numbers. I know Go you ahead. are. So all of that stuff is is good and quick hit stuff. Also, WWE is going to be on Disney Plus in the Philippines. We already knew that they were going to be in Indonesia. Um, I, I, listen, I don't know if Malaysia is a separate you know area or not, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was covered by those two networks or if you know other Polynesian islands, but Malaysia being the, the biggest one not spoken of yet. Um, and they still don't have a contract in Japan, so. Um, that's and their their next day rights are still with Hulu. They they keep sort of pushing that back, having handshake agreements to keep those going. They haven't negotiated any long term. And there was something in the news that GCW and WWE might be cooperating, and it might yeah. be that GCW is going to be on the WWE network. I haven't seen any follow up on that, so I, I uh, you know, uh, and I haven't searched through Peacock on WWE to see if there's any GCW stuff, but. Nobody ever said it wasn't happening. Nobody's so looking, nobody's what? <laughs> no, nobody's looking for GCW content. Please, this is ridiculous. Well, well, just add something. What, I, don't, I, I don't know. Add add what? Garbage wrestling? What well, are yes. you talking about? Well, death matches. There's an audience for death. Do you dream of owning a home but feel like it's just out of reach? If only you had perfect credit or a big down payment. At First National Bank, we believe homeownership is for everyone. That's why we offer affordable options for all budgets with one-on-one support from a home loan expert who's in your neighborhood and in your corner. Get started at fmb-online.com slash own it or your local FMB. 
FMB member FDIC Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 766529. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Smart stuff. I don't know who they are, and I don't know why oh Peacock God. would want You know it, why but... you don't know who they are? Because they don't fucking exist, Jeff. Well, no, Nobody's looking for Jeff. I do know who some of them I mean, my old podcast partner, Shaheen, he loves death matches. I mean, they're, 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 there's an audience for it. There's people who like death matches. You've now. named one guy. <laughs> well, named how, many, one guy. How, how many people who didn't give me permission to say their name do you want me to do in one show? I don't know. I mean, I gave you uh, five minutes to uh, tell me your favorite uh, China uh, promo, and you couldn't give that to me. China didn't need promos. Um, little sad news. Carmela and Corey lost their child. Um, she had an ectopic pregnancy. I don't know much of what this is, but I believe this is when the, the baby develops outside the uterus. And obviously it, it, it's dangerous to mother and child. Um, you know, kudos to her for fucking speaking up about it, man, because, you know, I don't think, you know, it's it's not a norm and it's not a culture to for women to speak up about uh, miscarriages. But and it, it impacts both the, the woman, the mom that's caring and and the the partner the male partner as well and fucking miscarriages happen more often than we than we than we know right and this is a different kind of miscarriage i mean most miscarriages happen i mean they're all tragic but most of them happen inside the womb and they're all dangerous and and deadly to the woman but this when it's outside the uterus it's like a hundred percent fatal to the woman if it doesn't get treated so they're okay Corey went to work Kudos. that night. He he worked SmackDown that very night. Um, he didn't go to Saudi, uh, you know, which was smart to be with his family. Um, Good. And, you know, we don't – we try to stay out of the lane of politics. And I don't even know how you feel about, you know, Hobbs and Roe, and, and you probably don't know how I do. But, you know, this is one of those things that I don't think that anybody who was – and, you know, was for overturning Roe that they thought about situations like this. Um, and yep. they should. Uh, yep. I, I, you know, I respect people who think that life is begins at conception. I respect people who believe in choice. This is something, though, that situations like this, and, and there are more than one, Shouldn't be controversial. They 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 shouldn't be on. They shouldn't be on the docket for a court, Congress, or you know your local politicians to decide. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. So, all right, we'll move off of that. Um, In other PLE news, premium live events, NXT's next (laughs) live event is called Deadline. It, this is only news because it's December tenth, which is going against UFC. It's going to be at seven p.m., which probably means 8 p.m. is when the card actually starts. Uh, the wrestling implication of this is that Tony Khan's Ring of Honor is putting their Death Before Honor pay-per-view on the 10th. They didn't, didn't want to go against the, the UFC pay-per-view, so their starts at 3 p.m. local time, which is 4 p.m. Eastern. So the NXT card and the, and the, the Ring of Honor card likely will not conflict time-wise, or if they do, maybe for a half hour. But, you know, Tony, of course, was upset about this. 
But the um, Tony Khan really needs to stop booking his shitty wrestling show at the same time or even on the same day as WWE events. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what he's thinking anyway with, with all this Ring of Honor stuff. I mean, I remember, you know, probably three weeks ago when we last talked, the rumors were hot and heavy that the uh, Ring of Honor was had a streaming deal with HBO Max that was going to be announced any moment. And it's been three weeks and, you know, we were both skeptical of that. And, and yep. there's been nothing since. So anyway, um, all righty. So. I have a bunch of title changes here, but a lot of them are sort of past and past and probably not particularly important. But one thing that I, that struck me as interesting is that Tessa Blanchard has got back into the news for a day. And guess, guess where, guess where Tessa's going? She's going to WWE. Nope. Like Rodney Dangerfield, she's going back to school. She's going to do the triple Lindy. She's going to the university of Texas and she's going to study, study international affairs. So she's studying to be a diplomat. So good, good on you, Tessa. You saw, saw your weakness and you're working on it. I don't know, man. She's if she comes out with a degree, she might be the next Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> uh, well, you know, yeah, Tulsi yeah, Gabbard like now, now has no party. So <laughs> that one tickled you, huh? But yeah. isn't she coming out with a daytime talk show now? I would have Tulsi. zero idea about that. Um, <laughs> All right. So about three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago now, Tony Khan had a meet and greet in Jacksville and apparently seven people showed up and two of them were soccer fans. <laughs> I bet you half of them showed up to complain. <laughs> that is entirely possible as well. Um, there are some things that, okay, I know this is rarely big news, but NWA is sort of imploding. So a few days ago, Billy Corgan basically put it out there. NWA will work with anyone, and we think that we'd be a great developmental territory for AW or WWE or WWE or WWE. And I I actually entirely agree. I've said this a million times that, you know, all of their wrestlers that are that are winning, you know, 80% of them could be a jobber class in WWE, and then you could focus on your own talent and make them win and have them be people like Jordan Clearwater and, you know, and JTG and, and, you know, Chris Adonis and whatever. And, and then if somebody gets over from there, then you just reverse the role. Um, Right. But since then, the only one, the only one I, I disagree with is uh, who's the champion. Uh, What's his name? The guy that looks like a, like a hillbilly. I think Trevor Murdoch is the champion now, but it might be Tyrus. I'm not even sure who has the championship right now. Yeah, I'm talking about Trevor Murdoch. I, I, I this guy, I, I hate. I mean, I hate Trevor. Well, no, but, they, but these, these, these are guys who should who should lose, but wrestling fans would recognize them and go, "Oh, this isn't necessarily an easy out." But they lose seven out of ten matches. Basically, they become your Dolph Ziggler's or join your Dolph Ziggler's uh, or your new Dolph Ziggler's. So you're not sure if they're going to lose every match, and they don't lose every match, but they lose most. You're, you're. You're hard out jobbers. I mean, you're you're Tony Gurias, your Jim Powers types for for those old schoolers. Um, but on top of this, then Billy Corgan says that we're not doing another Empower, and we didn't do another Empower two uh, because it doesn't draw. Now he didn't say we didn't make money, but he basically said we didn't make money. We lost money doing it. I, I mean, why else wouldn't you do it if you didn't make money? And then we find out that Nick Aldis gave his 60-day notice. And then we find out that Nick Aldis hates everything NWA. And part of it is that he doesn't like the way Nick uh, Mickey was treated when she was booking in power. Uh, he, do, he, he doesn't like anything. And Billy Corgan's like, whoa, man, 
you and I have had these discussions and arguments for years. We none of this is new. I've heard this all before. If you were so angry, you know, and you, you got a job, I just told me I would have released you or whatever. But you've been treated well. You're bar none the, the highest paid person in WA, and you all know all this. Why wouldn't you just be professional for another fifty five days? You know, I wanted you to your last role, your last vision in in the NWA would would be to have your hand raised. But now you know now you're suspended, and you're not going to be our next two pay per views which nobody would watch anyway. Um, and, you know, so Nick, <laughs> I guess, uh, Burn Bridges, but people thought Mickey James was still working with NWA. I had said, no, she's not. And, you know, people no, were she's telling on me, impact. but she, she hasn't, she hasn't been working with NWA for a, a quite some while, uh, quite some time now. Uh, so Nick will be a free agent as of early January, January 20th. But Jeff, Rumble. But Jeff, come on, come on, Jeff. Mickey will be Is right behind a- him or maybe right in front He's- is it a work, Jeff? I mean, no, because the funny thing is, is that Billy said when we were doing the heat on the air before, that was an angle we were talking about in 2023, how I was going to turn and I might be the heel and we were going to we were going to work that program through 2023. Uh, you know, and, and what he's doing now just doesn't make any sense. If, if you hear the quote, I mean, if it's a work, it's a it's a much smarter work than anything we've seen in wrestling. I mean, it's. This is a work like the CM Punk thing was a work, like the MJF thing was a work, like the Cody thing was a work. Everyone would love it to be a work because everyone would love everything to be a work, but it's not. There's, there's, uh, there's bad blood, but Nick Ald is coming soon to the Royal Rumble and Mickey James as well. Maybe maybe Mickey James before that. I love it. I mean, I, I think we've talked about it here before. Nick Aldis makes sense in the WWE. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, and and if the bloodline is too hot that you don't want to change the title to Cody right now or WrestleMania, assuming he he's well by then, um, because that's what everyone's expecting and you sort of want to swerve them. Well, who was his last real rival that they was sort of known? Nick Aldis over the NWA title, which basically was the basis, the, the feud upon which AEW was formed, whether they knew it or not at the time. Yep. Yep. So, I mean... Look, I love Nick Aldis. I think he, he can be a face, but he can be a heel. He can be like that gentleman, that sort of Nick Bockwinkle. But Nick Aldis just turned 36. Like, I thought he was much older, but he just had a birthday like a week ago. Um, oh, happy birthday. Yeah. So he's he's yeah, still in his prime. He's, he's, you know, the same age as Cross. He's younger than uh, Riddle. He's younger than Damian Priest. So... Um, speaking of some returns to WWE, there's been a bevy of sort of smaller returns late, lately. Um, Mia Yim returned. Teneal Dashwood, Emma returned. Oh, no, thank God Emma came back. I love you, Emma. Nobody really seemed to care much about either of them. It's, I, I, I cared. Well, one person cares. There you go. It's been widely reported that Tegan Knox will be returning as well. Okay. Swell. Um now you can now you can dust off your Tegan Knox shirt. See, that's good. <laughs> that's true. I, this, this, Jeff, Jeff doesn't own any Tegan Knox merchandise. Yeah, not not yet. Anyways, right. Other signings. Well, AW yeah. signed someone named Willow. They also signed oh, someone. Nine, 
any great? Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett is, is signed and already causing controversy, talking about banana nose circuses and, <laughs> and insulting Braun Strowman, saying he's a phony monster in red, in red skinny jeans, and he, he, he he's nothing compared to Satnam Singh, who can't wrestle. What? Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? I'm Jeff Jarrett, it must be senile. And this didn't make any sense to me. I heard about this too, Jeff, yesterday. Jeff, why is he cutting a promo on Braun Strowman if he's in AEW? Shouldn't he be cutting a promo on the guy that Satnam Singh is about to face? Like, why why pick a fight with Braun Strowman? Yes, he knows it will get attention. He's a carny, and he knows that that's... He's that, a carny. And, and that's the only way to get the right kind of heat, because the reaction hasn't been so positive from AEW fans that Jeff Jarrett is there. Um, I mean, I think people who are reasonable... AEW fans or not wrestling fans were like, well, Jeff Jarrett got fired by WWE. Of course, he's going to end up in AEW. I mean, it's just a matter of time. But I think the AEW fans were like, no, they would never have this carny. Well, yeah, of course they would. Um, did, did you find it surprising that so many fans were like, yay, he's here? Like, no. after they probably were all shitting at the fact that he was in WWE? No, it's because I know that cults pivot. Cults pivot <laughs> cults. immediately. They, 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 there's no there's no logical through line. They Whatever their leader tells them to, they do. They, they pivot it instantly some other signings pco re-signed with impact so that's exciting jesus christ and some guy named johnny swinger also re-signed with impact can can you explain to me the fandom behind pco like every time i see him i'm just like good god i roll my eyes hard nobody gives a shit i i could care less about pco i really every time every match i see pco in i really hope and wish that he gets his ass kicked and it's his last match yeah, I don't know. I, I I cannot explain the fandom there. I mean, other than he's old and he still throws him around, he throws himself around like a lunatic, and he's old and you know gigantic. I mean, he's a big thick guy. So I mean, I guess that's what it is. And he has one eye. Um, is it is it the fact that he used to be Sub Zero or uh, Glacier? <laughs> I don't think that was him. That what? That was him. No, that no, he was Glacier, right? I mean, they wear the same outfit. No, that's they the that Glacier's still around. No, PCO. Yeah, Glacier is still around. He's a PCO now. No, PCO is no Glacier still wrestles as Glacier. PCO is Alouette. I mean, he's back from from Brawl for it all. He was the guy with the eye patch because he only had one eye. (laughs) Oh, I kid you not, Jeff. I thought that was Glacier. No, sorry. Yeah, I might see it. That's an easy mistake, actually. I mean, you know, Glacier, PCO, the Rougeaus, the Mounties. I mean, who knows? They're they're all sort of. Hey, didn't one of the Rougeaus just come back? I don't know that they ever left. I have no idea. (laughs) This is true. Uh, There were rumors that Bandito and Juice signed with AEW, but I haven't seen any of those Chirons, you know, is all elite. And Bandito, at least, is in in this tournament, which, by the way, the the, the AEW latest tournament, it's like if it's another month, it's another AEW tournament. So this tournament is for the the world championship number one contendership, um, which, you know, they've completely abandoned the rankings and whatever. And, you know, and they've always got this gimmick. But the, the thing is, in this match, there's eight guys. And none of them are on winning streaks. Like all of them have lost all of their matches. Like Eddie Kingston, the last match I remember, man, was he he won it, but then he got disqualified because he wouldn't release the hold. And he was mostly losing before then and mostly hasn't been on TV. He's been having like, you know, anger management issues. Then you have. Do you dream of owning a home, but feel like it's just out of reach? 
If only you had perfect credit or a big down payment. At First National Bank, we believe homeownership is for everyone. That's why we offer affordable options for all budgets with one-on-one support from a home loan expert who's in your neighborhood and in your corner. Get started at fmb-online.com slash own it or your local FMB. FMB member FDIC equal housing lender NMLS number 766529. Who's had two world championship uh, challenges, lost them both, possibly a third in ring of, with Ring of Honor. Um, and he's lost every match I've seen him on TV. Lance Archer, who loses everything and is rarely ever there. You have Dante Martin, who last I saw him, he lost his last two matches and he's rarely there. <laughs> Bandito, who his only prior match was a loss for the Ring of Honor Championship. You have Ethan Page, who the only one out of all of them arguably is on any sort of winning streak. I remember him winning a match on TV not too long ago, but before that, most times he's complaining about not being on TV and talking with the firm. Um, But he's the only one who had a win. There's Brian Cage, who loses every single match, whether it's under the Ring of Honor or the AEW banner. Um, Mm -hmm. And I can't even remember who the eighth person is right now. It's probably... Ricky uh, Starks. Ricky Starks. Okay. So he's, he's lost his feud. The last match he won was an unsanctioned match, so he didn't win it. So, um, but Jeff, he's had some fire promos lately. (laughs) (laughs) He's not a bad promo, but people like making it like he's an exceptional promo. No, he's not. He's average. He's okay. I mean, that's it. He's he's okay. I've, I've seen one Ricky Starks promo in the last three years, which I thought was memorable. Um, and I, well, not memorable because I can't remember, but I thought it was noteworthy at the time that it was really so passionate. But this tournament's so ridiculous. But, uh, you know, I already picked Ethan Page to win the first match, which already happened. And I picked Bandito to beat Roosh because you're going to have a heel, um, heel face dynamic and Roosh loses every match. Probably it'll, he'll, it'll be at the hands of 10 and the Dark Order because they have to find something for those jabronis to do. Um, who do you have winning this whole thing? Who's going to be fed to the champion? Because nobody's really becoming the champion here. It's an interesting question. Um, I'm not sure yet. I I think it'll be either Ethan Page or Ricky Starks. Probably yeah. Ricky Starks. Do you think that they pull the trigger on if MJF wins the title, which all signs point to them doing the title switch now, right? Do you think that it's too early to pull the trigger on Wardlow and MJF too? Um, it wouldn't be, except they have Wardlow in this other weirdo story where Will Hobbs has been stalking him, but but because Wardlow wants to stand alone and has sort of disrespected Samoa Joe and made indications that he was going to take every title in AEW and Samoa Joe standing behind him with the Ring of Honor TV title. Samoa Joe turned on Wardlow. He hit him in the back of the head with, a, oh, with his no, belt. Oh, no, I and was then, so invested in Wardlow. And then put the Kokina co- clutch on and, and put him to sleep. So you have, you know, we're probably going to get a triple threat that Full Gear, Wardlow, Will Hobbs, and Samoa Joe. I'm not sure if both titles will be at stake or what, but uh, so – you know, he's going to be wrapped up in that in in that little dance for a while, which will probably also involve the embassy, which is, you know, Brian Cage, Bishop Khan, not just Khan anymore. And to- Toa Leone, who I'm just going to because it's hard to say and I'm not sure I'm saying it right. I'm just going to go with Taya Leone from Madam Secretary. 
<laughs> I love Taylor. And she's well, like, it's the embassy. Where else would we be? The Secretary of State belongs there, right? That's right. So, what else was Taylor Leonian? I remember she was famous for oh. something. Didn't she? She was. Yeah, she wasn't was, she married to the guy from X Files? Yes, she was. Very good. Good. Good memory. David Duchovny, and she was also. I don't know if you you remember, like um, in the late nineties, early aughts, there was always this like trend of like rival um, disaster films. Like sure. there was Volcano, and then there was Dante's, Dante's Inferno. Armageddon, so then there was Deep Impact. Right. So she was in Deep Impact. She was uh, the reporter. But she was on TV. Like she had she was on a series like she was like she was she was a pretty big deal on something. I remember she had, it was like a it was like a northern exposure kind of show. I, I don't know. She was she she was Allie McBeal. Oh, could be Molly McButter. No, okay. Got it. <laughs> Some injuries in WWE land. Oh, well, we found out that, that um, Dustin Rhodes is injured. Uh, he's been injured since August 26th. He thinks he'll get back later this year. And then he's got about a year left on his contract. Then he plans to retire. That That's Dust, Dustin Rhodes news. I'm sure everybody was asking I wish, for. I wish uh, Dustin a speedy recovery. It was also revealed that Ciampa had hip surgery and he's going to be out six to nine months. So that's why we haven't seen him. Um, Ciampa, we wish you a speedy recovery. Indeed, we do. Our truth, we also on a match with the extremely overrated and not very talented Grayson Waller. Our truth um, hit the ground and apparently blew out his knee. So he's going to be out for a while. And- I'm really bummed out about this one because our truth has a lot of value in in entertainment. Like, you know, I definitely if you were to ask if our truth were to come out tomorrow on Twitter and be like, I'm a better sports entertainer than Bret Hart, I would definitely agree with him. And and so my question is, if you're you're our truth and you're injured and you're Triple H and you need guys that are really over the top and comedic and entertaining. And when they're on TV, nobody changes the channel. Why not have our truth come back and just serve his injury time as a manager? Or put him on commentary or give him like a talk show so we don't have to listen to the KO show or the Miz show. I know. Give him a talk show right after Tulsi's. Well, Garf a bit of you know, the, uh, the Alexa Bliss show or the, the Bailey's uh, house or whatever oh. that was. No, I think that, yeah, you, and that'd be great if he's well. Yeah, use him in some role. I mean, the thing about our truth is they can also wrestle and like, you know, I know in emergency break glass, the, the joke is break glass, Brock Lesnar, you know, b- before that break glass, Goldberg. But really in emergency, you could break the glass and pull out our truth and you could put him in any role. Like you could like if all of a sudden he went on this, he's still goofy, but he goes on the strange winning streak. Like you could have like a like a yes movement you know, uh, Kofi mania kind of thing behind our truth. Like also he's like winning 10 matches in a row. He's beating people. He shouldn't be re- beating. I'm not saying it was going to happen. I'm just saying that you could. Um, oh my God. That would be so amazing. Imagine a program with where you're building up our truth and he runs into Sammy Zayn. <laughs> the the, un- the unlikelies. Also Natty. Um, had her nose Daddy broke her nose. Right. What the fuck? And then apparently Shana, she had some other injury doing? that she had, had surgery done on as well. But yeah, her nose got all fucked up by Shayna Baszler. I thought that that was a work. I mean, I heard the crack and I saw the blood, but I, I mean, WWE doesn't usually do blood like that, but they were 
I mean, Shayna was acting like it was intentional, so I guess she was just doing her job, but she did it well. So, I mean, knowing, knowing Natty, Natty was probably like, knows that it br- broke on impact and was like, come on, let's use it. Let's sell it. Well, I mean, Natty's probably like, oh, thank God they can't fire me for another six months. Oh, shit. Come on now. She's got a lot of value. Molokai Black released, not released, in a promo, in a vignette that we saw a couple weeks ago. No news on House of Black since then. I assume that not Alistair, Alistair Black. I mean, these promos that he's cutting um, as Uncle Howdy is fantastic. <laughs> I think he's fabulous. Yeah, you think, huh? I think he's he's very well. Tell me that's not Alistair Black, Jeff. Come on. He looks just like him with the beard. I don't think it is, but keep going. This is good. I no, I think it's him. I think it's him. It's it's him, and he's all like, "Hey, Bray, you're a fucking phony!" Like, all right. So this is this is my new idea for the Wyatt sex. I know this isn't what it is, but this is what I, I want it I to hate be. This fucking shit. I, I want it to be a Charles Manson cult, and it's going to be the house for. <laughs> it's going to be Bray Wyatt and all the broken blondes. So everyone's like, "Is it Bliss or is it this new Liv Morgan?" Why choose both of them? What's Lacey Evans doing? Nothing. She's broken. Put her in there. Dana Brooks, she's complaining. Everybody's calling, telling her that she sucks. She's complaining about her work rate. She's broken. Put her on in there. So there's, there's another broken blonde. Yeah, and you have Aaliyah. Where's she been? She's hurt. She's she's blonde. Why don't you put some glasses on her and put she's her in a business suit? And she could be like the Mrs. Hancock uh, angle, the Alexandra York. So she's there. And we just need a sixth, right? We just need a, a sixth broken blonde. Now, Charlotte's too good for that, but I guess she could be the leader. I don't know. But there's Emma. She just came back. Nobody cared. Her hair is already blondish. Give her, get, get those highlights refreshed. And there's Emma. There's your six. You got your Wyatt six right there. Yep. You know what? You fucking sold me on it. I like it. But what does Uncle uh, Uncle Howdy have to do with any of this? Uncle Howdy is the one that, that wants him to exploit them in sexually inappropriate ways. Oh, my God. Um, what? So, what? So you're saying that Uncle Howdy is Vince McMahon? Yes. And Uncle Hardware will, <laughs> will be the one that's like, no, you only use them for our mission. And of course, the mission's still bad, which is, is to beat up other people and, you know, and, and subjugate them. So, I mean, it's only a question. It's, it's just like bad and more bad. Um, but yeah, that, that's, what, that's, that's what I want for Wyatt Six. Wow. Well, I think you would definitely book something interesting. I love all the fantasy booking for Bray Wyatt. And all he does is take 20 minutes to get to the fucking ring. And he keeps crying and, and, and then well PCO shows up and he's all like, you're a pussy. Well, that, well, that's my concern. It's like this, I mean, I'm still interested, but it's got to go someplace. And there are a lot of guys like this and we've seen these characters before. So everyone pretty much knows that this is like, you know, he's, he's having a split personality. Okay. We've seen it before. It's interesting, but we don't want, you know, the, you're not going to do the Wyatt family. I'm the only person who wants the anthropomorphized puppets, which, by the way, you can still totally do, and it's okay. But <laughs> this is this at least would be new. This would be a new wrinkle. You haven't had this kind of thing. You haven't had like a full blown cult like this in in wrestling. Period. I don't think. Let alone WWE. What about retribution. It wasn't. It wasn't one cult leader and women. I mean, you've had other cults. You, the Wyatt family oh, was no, a cult. Schism is a cult. 
Yeah, yeah. The House of Truth was a cult. I mean, there's been there's been plenty of cults. The Dungeon of Doom, but the, no, this is a, this is a different angle where it's one guy. It's just I don't know where it goes. And and there's another problem too. And this ties into another guy that you don't like. Bray Wyatt and Karrion Cross wrestle exactly the same way. They're both slow ponderous and they're like methodical killers. Bray's a little bit crazy, Cross is a little bit angry, but they're basically, they wrestle the same way. Um, okay. And that's and that's not good for Cross because he, because if you're a methodical killer, you got to kill. And if you're going to, and if Scarlet's going to help you cheat, you got to win. And that hasn't been happening. That's booking, but that, you know, but you know, but that's what has to happen. I mean, Cross wrestles too much like he's road warrior animal but there's no road warrior hawk so you either need to make him a bodyguard put him in a tag team with somebody that wrestles fast so he's the power guy or speed it up man because you're in there with drew mcintyre who's every bit as big as you are and moves faster than you braun Strowman wrestles faster than he does i mean bobby lashley wrestles faster than he does brian cage wrestles faster than he does wardlow wrestles faster than he does and he's ponderous and plotting now he's gonna be on the same show with Bray Wyatt, who who wrestles the same way, now nah, can't and but they're I don't both. Think, I don't think Bray's going to wrestle at the same rate as Karrion Cross. I think Bray is a specialty act. He's earned that title. He's not going to wrestle every week on SmackDown. He's but if they're ever like, on the same match, it's going to the same card. It's going to be. I'm, I'm just telling you that that the Bray needs something else to make it d- d- distinguished. Shit. Cross can be his heavy, and Scarlet can be in the Wyatt Six for all I care. But uh, you know, um, so you just like the idea of of carrying watching. I, I like <laughs> Carrion's involvement in what I like is not part of the equation. I mean, oh, okay, gotcha. But no, no, no. But I, like I, you know, there is, something is very missing with the Carrion Cross character, and I and I hated I his crown jewel jewel match. I hated that match. It was so slow and plodding and was ponderous. Great. He moves like he was moving like Keith Lee. It's just and then and then also no stop like, it. Healy stupid. One one thing is to be lumbering and like oafish. And the other thing is Karrion Cross. Like Karrion Cross is methodical. Like Jeff, you're being a fine line between no. methodical and and ponderous. I I found it ponderous. I found it hard to this watch. Is that ponderous man. Fucking I'm not saying ponderous. he looks ponderous, but he moves slowly. <laughs> I'm saying if you're a methodical killer, you need to kill people. You need to be like you know who does ponderous well. You know methodical killer Solo Sokoa wrestles well that way. And, oh, yeah. and they're booking him like a ago was a good um, uh, Samoa Joe. Yeah. Yes. But even Samoa Joe has the spurts where he does like the Dusty Rhodes, you know, jabs. And then, you know, he doesn't do the elbow. He does a he does a right cross there or something. But I mean, almost wrestles as quickly as cross. It's just it, it's just that that. Oh, my God. Can I can we talk? Um, can we are, are we done with carrying cross? Because I really want to yeah, talk about almost. Almost. Oh, my God. This guy. I love this fucking match. Usually I can't stand two big hosses like just slapping the shit out of each other. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. 
That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hi, I'm John Henney, fourth generation owner of Henney Jewelers in Shadyside. When it comes to shopping for a diamond engagement ring, be sure you're getting the very best value. Before you think about purchasing a ring anywhere else, please stop in to Henny Jewelers to compare. Our friendly team will make you comfortable and never pressure you. We are confident we'll help you find or create your dream ring at the absolute best value. Stop into Henny today or go to hennyjewelers.com to make an appointment. Henny Jewelers, we're your jewelers for life. And doing a bunch of Irish, they, they never, they don't call it an Irish whip anymore, but we were just kind of just kind of slapping each other for like five minutes. But what I loved about this match and what I really hope that this becomes almost as gimmick is the amount of shit talking almost was doing in the ring. That was great. I loved it. I was like, oh my God, almost. I need to hear. And what what's what's really great about it is like, before his match, and I don't know because I know you don't follow um, the extra WWE content, meaning like up, up, down, down, and the other stuff that might um, be available. But Xavier Woods and Brazongo, who Brazongo, uh, not Brazongo, um, Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze came back and now is more prominently shown on um, this up, up, down, down channel. Uh, ever since Vince stepped away and Triple H stepped up. He's a producer. Right. And so he's playing video games with with, with Xavier Woods. And in the background of this one episode where they're playing video games is Kofi Kingston and Omos. And Kofi Kingston is trying to rib Omos so bad, but Omos gives it back to him. And he's all like, listen, I'm a, I'm big and you are small. And Kofi's like, I'm not small. I'm fucking six feet tall. Like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm big. Just because you're bigger doesn't mean that I'm small. He goes, no, you small. (laughs) And it was like a good 10 minutes of them ribbing each other back and forth. and And Kofi's like, this is bullshit. Like you're always trying to fuck with me. Like I'm not small. <laughs> and, 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 and he was like, I beat you in ping pong. You suck. And I was like, almost talks a lot of shit. Yeah. No, I, and then this match, I thought it was the great. Match was great. Yeah. I need to see more shit talking from you. Almost. If you're listening, almost more shit talking, bro. Yeah. Well, this was a stark contrast from the match we just talked about because this was a terror. The, the Drew Cross match was terribly booked and it was, you know, it, it, and it, I thought it was great. I thought they were, I, heard, I mean, I, I hear Drew was sick, so I'm going to give him a little bit of that, but he didn't sell the mace at all. And then like, I think that they were supposed to get out of the, the ring sort of like photo finish, but like, Drew was out like you know full like second and a half ahead of him, but also Cross looks stupid and Scarlett did too because at at the end she's like reaching her arms out to pull him out. But like there was a segment earlier where the door was open and he was crawling his way there, and she she didn't reach her arms in there to pull him out. I'm, and I'm thinking I'm looking at the screen going pull him out. I mean this was a match in my view that Cross had a win or they have to do something serious with him. Um, Anyway, you, you, I, mean, the, I agree with you. I'm whenever I'm looking at Scarlet, I'm always yelling at the screen. Pull it out. There you go. Um, all right. So anyway, the rest of this card on Crown Jewel. I mean, I, I don't think anyone expected Bianca to lose her title to, to Bailey. 
I think no. most everyone knew that the women's tag team title match was put on for the rematch just so that damage control could that get those belts back and so that there could be at least one title change on the show to make her feel like it was semi-important. Um, the Usos beat the Brutes in which was a pretty good, you know, wrestling match would have been a, you know, a good oh my God. Smackdown. I can't, I can't stand watching Riddick. Is it Riddick Moss? Not Riddick Moss. Ridge Holland. Riddick Moss, a bad name. Ridge Holland. This guy needs to stop fucking wrestling altogether. Wow. This, this guy is too, he moves too fast. For a, a, a guy of his size, like he needs to, you want to talk about somebody that needs to slow it down a bit? Like Ridge Holland, it's no wonder that he injured Biggie. I know that's a fucked up thing to say, but the guy moves way too carelessly, way too fast. I was watching him and I'm like, this guy's trying to toss everybody. He's going to, everybody's landing on their neck. Like this is ridiculous. Ridge, slow down, buddy. Hmm. All right. Um, Judgment Day versus the OC. Actually, I sort of like this match. Uh, there was almost no Dominic Mysterio, which is a good thing. Oh my Gallows, God. actually, I... who I've never said anything positive about or rarely, he actually, I think, sort of stole the show, besides Rhea Ripley, who really stole the show. Uh, but this, oh, was, this was a best. pretty good match. This would have been a good main. Like, Crown Jewel would have, would have been like a really good episode of Raw. My favorite part of that match was when Cole, I don't know what got into Cole, but Cole, for the first time, Cole like loses his shit and he's all like, somebody's got to beat her ass. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, yo, right. you do realize like that shit happens on the regular in Saudi Arabia, right? Like, yeah, right. slow your roll, Cole. Like, yeah, well, why don't you just say that she, she's an adulterer and see what happens? I mean, <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh my God, like, Cole, you need to s- simmer down. Like, one thing is saying that in like Boston, but. Saudi Arabia, I don't know. So, so, but there's really so, but only then, one but thing. Then when, she, Go ahead. when he says it, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Jeff, but when when he says it, you can hear Rhea Ripley in the background go, "Oh yeah, you want to you want to have a go at me?" I heard her. Why did you Why did you try to show? Why did you try it, Cole? Step up. I was like, this is. <laughs> I mean, she's she's bigger than Finn. She's bigger than Dominic. She's bigger than Carl Anderson. She's bigger than AJ. I mean, she could go toe to toe with any of them. Ah, oh, love it. I love it. Who's going to stop her? Well, apparently Mia Yim is is going to be the neutralizer. Please, come on. They're, you know they're feeding Mia Yim right to, right to Rhea. I would hope so. Um, so. But for Crown Jewel, really the only thing that anyone needs to remember is that Logan Paul put on a fantastic match. What so a good. He's, had, he's three for three in matches, keeps getting better. Unfortunately, he blew out his knee. Hopefully it's not too anything too bad. It might be a blessing in disguise because they won't, you know, be try to force him and his brother on us and have them in the program, and and, and he'll still remain special. But but kudos to him. I mean, kudos to Roman and the blood. I mean, th- th- this match yeah. was exactly what it was supposed to be. Exactly what you thought it was. We had told exactly the right story. It went exactly the right yep. length of time. And Logan Paul is so damn good. And. It really impeaches all the freaking wrestlers and the wrestling fans out there going, you never even ran the ropes. You need to train for years. to." Well, apparently not. Uh, apparently, apparently not. We, we've had Bad Bunny, who everyone said was so great. I think he was so great. I thought he was fine. And Logan Paul, who is objectively great at this. You've had Rob. I mean, you know, some people are athletic and all that. But, I mean, Logan Paul is already better than, I'm, I'm going to say conservatively, Eighty-five percent of the wrestlers out there, period, anywhere. End of story. 
Jeff, but isn't this a testament to like Triple H and the Performance Center? Like in the last, what, 18, 24 months, they've been able to spit out Bad Bunny in one match. Looked really good. Logan Paul, again, you said it, third match. Looks really good. Also The Miz, who's trained both those guys. Right. And, uh, you know, The Miz... Uh, deserves kudos to uh, HBK who prepped um, Logan Paul for this match. But don't forget, like, um, what's this guy? The the guy from uh, Pat McAfee. He's Pat McAfee. Thank you. Yeah, but at the Pat same McAfee's time, another one. They also trained Ridge Holland, who you just hated. So, uh, I mean, well, Ridge Holland's an idiot. I, I I'm See, just gonna. I'm sure when when Vince says slow down, uh, even though I know Vince isn't around. No, when Vince, when isn't Vince around. says slow down, Pat McAfee. He's going to be like, yes, boss. Probably. Bridge is not taking that advice. I'm going to, I mean, I'm not going to take credit away from anybody, but I think most of the credit belongs with Logan Paul, who just is a natural for this. I really thought the way that 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 match ended, they were leading up to Logan and his brother Jake were going to be the new tag team champions. Like they were going to be the ones that beat the Usos. Well, I was afraid that they were at least going to make that into a program. And and now they're not going to yet. I'm glad for that because I don't I don't really want that. Um, Really? Why not? I just don't. I I, first of all, I'm not interested in Jake Paul and I like it the way it is. I like it. It's like twice a year and it feels special and then and the do not any surprises me every time everything else right. just tends to get overdone overdone and i i don't want that um jeff you know we, we didn't get a chance to talk about um because this happened during our hiatus or time off and in, i didn't catch your thoughts on it on the other shows that you were on but um couple smackdowns ago we had um uh what what comedians on saturday Night live would would call a break when you start having like giggle fits oh. in the middle of your scene and so uh sammy zane who is very funny and i guess ad libs a lot he was able to break jimmy and then also roman in the same skit um, one of the most seen uh, videos on YouTube, this SmackDown episode happened to be on FS1 and only had like, what is it, 900,000 people watching. Um, what were your thoughts on Sami Zayn kind of making everybody break? Did you, did it, you it feel like feeling oozy? That's unprofessional? Feeling oozy? Yeah, you I thought it was great. I thought, I thought it was great TV. I thought that the, the, this Bloodline stuff has been the best long-term story in wrestling for basically its entirety. And Sammy just gave it another lease on life and Solo Sokoa adds to it. And, you know, they can, they can keep bringing up some Owens. I mean, there's no shortage of them. Um, so no, but I think it's been great. Yeah. That was hysterical. I mean, you know, you know it's, it's wrestling. So, I, I like it when that happens occasionally. I mean, we've seen our truth crack up Brock Lesnar before, and it's and it's yeah. it's endearing. Um, we've seen we've seen people crack up before when they're not supposed to, and, and it's okay. They cover it up well enough. I mean, you know, Jay Uso was was covering his mouth, his head, and he tried to turn around. Roman's like, "Oh no, you're gonna stay right here." To so so when when Roman the champion is like 
saying, oh, no, you're going to suffer like the rest of us. You, you don't get to turn around yeah. off camera. Um, you know, Solo starts to creep a little bit out of the way. I mean, no, it was it was just fun. It was it, it was fun. I mean, we all know it's fake. It's there to entertain. And as long as it, it's not turning into Rowan and Martin's laughing, where they're trying to make people crack up all the time. I mean, Sammy's just natural. He just he just he's got a goofy face. He's got that bad hair. He's got that terrible beard. He doesn't look like someone you yeah. should take seriously. But he's been in the business forever, so he's so, you know, he's got that respected veteran status. You know, he, he came yeah. through the indies, so everyone knows he did it the hard way. Um, I don't know. It just I yeah, Chef's kiss. I thought it was I thought it was all, it was all great. Um, Do you think Sammy's? Um, you know, this week they've. You know what's happened Rumors ever were. since he, ever since Sammy's been laying out this gold. What what stopped happening? People complaining that Roman's not on TV anymore and he's just a part timer, right? Because the actor's just right. as entertaining, if not more so. The weeks where it's just Sammy or Sammy and any combination of them, whether Paul Heyman's there or not, because then when Roman is there, then Sammy gives them more stuff to feed off on. Yep, yep, that's a good point. I like that point. Jeff, what what do you think about these rumors that um, I guess news broke earlier this week? And I don't know how much you want to put any weight on it, but rumors inside of WWE say that Triple H and the booking crew have figured out a way to get the title off a rope. That they they've got a plan in concept of the next steps and nothing else was released about that with the reaction that Sammy's been getting here in the States. And oddly enough, I don't know if you were surprised by the chance of we want Sammy at in Saudi Arabia. And I love how Roman played it up and was like, you ain't getting him. <laughs> um, do you think Sammy's the guy to be Roman? No, I do not. Um, but as far as them having a plan, they better. They better have more than one. I mean, that's their jobs, right? I mean, right, right, you, you I know, mean, my, plan, thought- my, my, my plan is, you know, Smashley's heel turn is complete. He rejoins MVP and almost and they bring Shelton back, you know, maybe Sazerac, maybe someone else. But they reform the Hurt business. And then that's your, that's your Survivor Series battle. And that leads to Smashley uh, getting, his, getting a title back. Yeah, but I don't. If if you're if you're heading to WrestleMania, and let's say you don't have imagine Solo Sokoa facing off against Omos. That'd be so that'd be such an interesting little <laughs> like stand up. Because Solo is not a he's like five eleven and like you know nine hundred pounds. Right. <laughs> I mean, I I don't I I would rather watch Jimmy versus no Jay. I would rather watch Jay versus uh, Omos because of the shit talking. Well, I mean, you're gonna have to go through all of them at some point. I mean, you know. oh my god. Um, okay, so let's let's book WrestleMania right now. <laughs> the ending has to be, you know, uproarious. A title change. The guy who's gonna be the guy who's gonna be that guy that's lifting up his hand. Do you think who gets a bigger pop at the end of WrestleMania if the curtain falls? on Sunday night and Lashley's holding the title or Sami Zayn's holding the title? Probably Sami Zayn. 
that's a bigger pop, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the biggest probably would be Cody if he comes back. Mm-hmm. Now, he's on Raw. Okay. I wouldn't want to put him onto SmackDown, but there is a draft coming up. I mean, I think SmackDown has too many stars and Raw has too few. Um, mm-hmm. So mixing that up probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Uh, I wouldn't mind if it, if it was a surprise thing like a, like all this, but it, it, that, that feels a little soon and a little forced, but Nah, I don't think I don't see it. Um, I don't know. A little bit worried about Orton. I mean, I wouldn't really put him in the title picture. I know, but I'm a little bit worried about Orton. I mean, Cena's rumored to be there. I don't think he should get have a title. I mean, you brought back Bray for all of this stuff. I mean, I mean, you know, he's got to be in the in the picture somewhere near there. But I mean, that wasn't your question. Between Lashley and Sammy, who gets the bigger pop of WrestleMania? Sammy. I mean, for one, he'll be the face. He's supposed to get a bigger pop, but yeah. Right. But by then, there should be two titles, so it, it, it might be a false choice. I mean, I hope so. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I feel like uh, there might be multiple ways to go for it. And I mean, people and act like if, few- if Roman loses one of the titles or both the titles, that he can't win them back again. I mean, it just breaks the streak. I, think, I mean... Right, but I think there would be a good... Roman, I think, would need to walk away for a bit after holding the titles for as long as he has. Like, I'd like him to cool off. Same with how Charlotte's done. Charlotte's pretty much been forgotten. And when she shows up, everybody's going to flip out. Yeah. Nobody's going to be like, well, she's always the champion. Yes, they will. I fucking hate her. <laughs> of course they will. If it, after after the first month, sure. Yeah. But you, you you can't tell me that if Charlotte shows up Monday night at, at 8.05 and comes through that curtain, like, people won't pop. Uh, they they should. I mean, you, you know what I say. I, if, if Charlotte's not the best female wrestler in the history, and if she's not the best female wrestler right now, she's in. It's she should be in everybody's top five. Absolutely. You're right. Um, yeah, man, I feel like Sammy's um, Sammy's the new Daniel Bryan. I feel like he's could, getting could getting some some steam under him and. I think he's going to be the guy that I think they've already booked themselves out. You know, we've, we've talked about this in the past where I think some, some, um, acts like Sasha and Bailey, um, they work themselves out of booking. You know, they, we ran into SummerSlam where it was like, Oh, you know, they're going to, it's going to be Bailey versus Sasha. They're going to break up. They're going to break up. They're going to break up. They didn't break up. And then finally they did it, but it was like way after, like eight months after everybody thought it was going to happen. And so here we had Sammy in the bloodline. Is he a oose? Is he not an oose? Now he's an oose. But the rumor was going to be like, okay, Kevin Owens and Sammy are going to take the titles off the Usos because Kevin's going to stand up for, for Sammy um, when he faces off with the bloodline, but I, I, I think that's they're way past that point too. Like they can't go back. That'd be go, a step down. Sammy is so over right now. Yeah, and he sort of got you know he's sort of like Daniel Bryan. He's not a handsome man. He's sort of funny looking. He's sort of undersized. <laughs> you know. You know what? I'll give you credit. At least you're 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 calling it down the middle when it comes to looks. Like you're, you're shitting on poor Ava Rain and. 
Now you're saying that Sammy is an ugly guy. And so is Daniel Bryan. I mean, it, it, it just it, <laughs> I mean, this is show business. This is aesthetics. I mean, it, it, you know, I, I, I don't think this is something that should shock someone. I mean, does anyone think that the best female wrestler in the world, you know, is is going to be like model quality, good looking? No, I mean, that, that, that's TV. That's 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 what this is about. Um just like, you know, when you watch Law and Order, all of the prosecutors are hot. Well, you go to court and I <laughs> defy you to, to, to find that happen. <laughs> I defy you <laughs> to find that happening. All right. So there is some stuff in I, – I there's like there's like been a spate of like show business news involving wrestling, which a lot of – women wrestling wrestlers which so sasha was on barmageddon with breed with brie bella so that's getting into brie mode you have a wwe wheel of fortune uh, uh crossover happening i think around wrestlemania time being planned you had Liv morgan on the chucky show um becky lynch played cindy lopper on the young rock tv show um and ali from AEW is going to be in a Lifetime movie. Uh, and CJ Perry, Lana, is on the surreal world. Oh, poor Lana. Oh, Lana. I mean, You've done Dancing with the Stars. What are you doing? I, well, she's keeping keeping herself relevant. She's keeping her name out there. She's keeping her agent is keeping her in, in work. Um, I feel like the surreal world is a step down. If you, if you don't get booked strong on the surreal world, they're not inviting you back to WWE? Uh, well, I, I'm not saying that you're wrong about that, but it's a job and it pays and it's going to be in syndication forever. So there's that. Um, as we record here, there's been no progress that we're aware of with the CM Punk buyout and his non-compete, et cetera, et cetera. But nobody seems to be talking about it. Nobody seems to be disputing that, that that is the general plan. In other AEW news, we still haven't seen Adam Page since his concussion. We still haven't seen Adam Cole. And the news of no news was disturbing because apparently it's been six months. And if he's still not clear that, that I guess that's really bad in the concussion world, I don't know. Um, Actually, we have seen Adam Cole, but not on AEW television. We've seen Adam Cole return to Up, Up, Down, Down as Chugs. The party oh, we have you have is is back. Cesaro, um, which who they refer to as Swiss, and um, or do they, no, they call him Espresso. Sometimes they call him Espresso. Okay, and and Chugs, who is Adam Cole. Oh, okay. Um, they're back. Well, it's good to know we can play video up, up, games. Down, down. What we haven't seen him is in any pictures with Britt Baker. Oh. For months and months and months you, and months. Oh. Actually, Seamus got Seamus got married. That's why they did that injury thing. And we saw it. his groomsmen were Miro, Cesaro, Claudio, Drew McIntyre, yeah. and who I presume is his bride's brother. Um, they were all wearing those Scottish, uh, you know, those Irish uh, short tuxedo jackets and and kilts and showing off their legs. Weren't they all part of a uh, like a that old European faction? What well, Drew was, and Drew wasn't there. Wade Way Barrett was the other one. Was the League of Nations? The League of Nations. That's yeah. right. Look at them, and they're all they're all uh, still together. I know. Maybe maybe one day again. So Thunder Rosa been taking a lot of 
hits. Sometimes she hits back. She uh, apparently still injured. Her target date is January. There still is an interim women's championship. I mean, this whole interim thing is silly. We've talked about that before. Like, I don't even mind so much if you anticipate that someone's going to be out for only a month. Um, but now it just seems to go indefinitely. And I mean, it's just right. such an easy solution to not have an interim. You can have a tournament. They fucking love tournaments. And then whenever the person's back, they automatically get a rematch. I mean, just, it doesn't have to be that hard. This interim thing is stupid. And it got even, yeah. and the second time they did it, I, I think I really went, you know, I, I wasn't so crazy about it the first time either way, but negatively or positively, because I'm like, the injury is not supposed to be severe and Cody's supposed to be back in three weeks or whatever. So big deal, whatever. But if they do it a second time, then it's precedent. Well, they did a second time. Now it's precedent. Um, anyway, uh, so like none of the ladies seem to be on her side. Ivelisse all, the, all of a sudden has come out of her cave and she's swinging all over the place uh, saying, see, I was right, uh, you know, and, and and she hides and whatever. But but Ivelisse, isn't Ivelisse like picking fights with you? Like she'll pick a fight with anybody. Yeah, she'll pick a fight with you and she will pick a fight with. Yeah, she will fight with me. Uh, though she, she's never blocked me, which is strange. Um, but yeah. Invite me to the wedding. But Thunder Rosa. uh you know, Tony Khan said the title isn't going to be stripped. Um, but it's weird because she's someone who sort of walked out on an NWA contract. We just saw Nick Aldis walk out on an NWA contract. Eddie Kingston walked out on an NWA contract. Uh, there's been others. I, I mean, this this is obviously much more money to have to repay if you walk out on it. You've got a much more litigious and, and rich owner. But this is just weird what's going on with, with this whole thing. It's just like this limbo thing. And Tony's storm is, I mean, she's like dead on arrival. It's like nobody cares. I, I, I heard, I was listening to Busted Open when Thunder Rosa was on and she went in on Tony Storm and anybody else that was talking trash about her. And she kind of... <laughs> She kind of threw Tony Khan under the bus. She was like, listen, if you don't like the way I'm booked, if you don't like the fact that you're the interim champion, don't look at me. I'm not the booker. And, you know, she defended herself. She's like, I'm not fake sick. I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not fake injured. I'm I'm at I'm I want to be in the ring. I that's the thing I want the most. But I I, I get reevaluated in January and even then, it's an unknown, and it sucks. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I I I tend to side with her, man, because you know, again, she's not the one booking an interim title, and and she's not on the screen. She's not holding this title hostage. Right. That's Tony Khan. Right. Go go knock on his door. Tony Storm. Everything is Tony Khan's fault. And I don't say that to be funny or facetious. He's the head of the ship. He has total control. He answers to nobody. Right. So he, so you can argue that other people have relative causational factors or they haven't on their not on the best behavior or they're not professional, but it's all his fault. He doesn't I mean, th this Thunderosa thing exploded right after the scrum. You thought he would have learned his lesson that you put a you put a pipe on these things right away, you clamp it down immediately. No, no, they they, they continue to fester. Then there was another thing with like JD from New York when it was announced 
that uh, Jade Cargill will be defending her belt against Marina Shafir. Of course, Jade Cargill, her her TBS championship has been stolen by Nyla Rose, who also stole her car. And of course, you know, AEW, which has made 32,000 TNT belts, couldn't possibly just give her a new TBS title belt. Uh, this is the continuing story. And Marina Shafir, who's a terrible wrestler, who cuts terrible promos, the one that went viral says, you don't know me. You don't know me. You know me. You think you know me. I mean, it's just ridiculous while wearing a sun hat. Um, anyway, so JD from New York, who's someone I don't listen to. I know who he is. I've always known who he was, um, or at least for the last eight years or nine years, whatever. But I, I've never listened to his show, not because I don't want to, just, uh, well, I mean, yeah, because I don't want to. I mean, I don't need more shows in my life. But it's not about him. But I, he gets quoted, and I see little clips on Twitter and shit like that. And yeah, he yells and screams and curses a lot, and that's his style. Got it. Um, I remember a few years ago, he said something about Alexa Bliss, which everyone jumped on him about. It. What he said seemed stupid, but it also seemed rather unimportant. It didn't deserve the kind of piling on that it did. Anyway, what he said this time is something to the fact like, oh, God, no, which... I think everyone in the universe agreed. Oh God, no! Not Marina Shafir against Jade Cargill on on primetime TV. No one, no one needs to see that. And like the entire AEW women's locker room, and Sonny Kiss and Peter Avalon like jumped on him. Like 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 he was faced Dusty Rhodes in 1984 Crockett territories, and the four horsemen and their allies were all in the ring, like kicking him down. Like in the, you know the, the, the Sawyer boys and you know and Dick Murdoch and and yeah, every, we all everybody was kicking him down like uh, in the ring. Um, I, that was some crazy shit, and I know that they've some of them have worked through it and whatever, and that's their thing. All I'm saying is that. Like in this case, he did nothing wrong. No, no, nobody wants to see that match. I mean, that was that was close to my reaction. You know, my reaction was something like, "Why the fuck is this on TV? <laughs> like, like what has she done to deserve it?" Now, I don't have fifty thousand followers or two hundred thousand followers or whatever has. So his voice is bigger. So obviously, they're gonna they're gonna you know latch onto that. But this is. This is not out of nowhere. The, the point is, this is another thing Tony Khan shouldn't be having. He should not let his wrestlers be warring with the wrestling media, whatever the wrestling media accounts has. Um, and, you know, you know, this is not about JD versus anyone. This, this is about Tony Khan having no control over anybody in that locker room. By the way. I, I surrender on the Keith Lee thing. You know, I'm a fan. You know, I was, you know, giving him time to get into shape and whatever. But he yep. really looks like he doesn't know where he is, like he doesn't want to be there. Like, I know that. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Oh, I hate turkey hunting. I'm freezing. Me too. It feels like 25 below. 25? Did you know you can get up to 25% off grocery store prices at BJ's Wholesale Club? Up to 25% off? BJ sounds perfect for Thanksgiving shopping. They have really good turkey prices, too. Then what are we freezing our bleeps off out here for? Let's go to BJ's. Save in-club or shop on BJ's.com and pick up in-club or curbside. BJ's. 
absurdly simple savings. The act is that him and Swerve aren't supposed to be on the same page, but he's like not getting up on the ring to, to take tags. He's just sitting there. He's shaking his head a lot. He's like, doesn't seem like he's in the right spot. Like he saw, like he saw, like the reverse hook. It's, it's like he knows what spot he's supposed to do, when he's supposed to do. When someone gets to him, he'll do the right spot. But like, if he's supposed to move to someone, you know, the it, it well, ponderous. Ponderous is a word you used earlier. Ponderous <laughs> is right. He's he, and it's getting it's fucking it, ponderous. It, man. It's either it's getting worse or my you know rose colored glasses so shattered and it looks the same. But I, I figured if he was back in the ring, you know he get back into shape and whatever. And if anything, he looks bigger, but he certainly looks no better. And it's a shame because I like Keith Lee. Um, again, in AW in the last few weeks, they've had like a bunch of celebrities on their show, which they have promoted almost none of them. So you've had like Rick Ross and no promotion that he was going to be on the show. Lamar Jackson, no promotion. Oh, he was going to be on the show. I mean, th- th- these are giant mistakes, but they did promote that Mike Tyson was going to be on. He's going to make multiple appearances. So he was on commentary for Rampage. He was there for like 15, 20 minutes, com- largely disinterested though. He strangely did seem like he actually knew about Shibata. Like I think he actually did, did follow Shibata's career in Japanese wrestling, but he didn't know Orange Cassidy. I mean, his first comment was like, doesn't Orange Cassidy look really small next to Shibata? It's like, no, that's Orange Cassidy. But he also dropped an S-bomb. But all right, no one cares about any of that. In in that live show, that live rampage with Mike Tyson on it, promoted. Mike Tyson was promoted with some title matches on, on that card. Um and Shibata's return to the ring, which was a big deal, allegedly, they drew 455,000 viewers. <laughs> Did AEW fans claim that as a win? No, nobody claimed it as a win. I, th- I, th- I think it's it's like men in black. They're all pretending it never happened. Um, <laughs> which, you know, I know that most people who listen to the show listen for the ratings, and we'll get there, but there, there's... There's been some really weird shit going on AW, but I, I want to say a couple things nice about AW. So I had no interest in the Darby Allen Jay Lethal match. None whatsoever. I thought the story I, was hot shot. I, I thought I thought you were gonna say something nice. I am. Uh the match was great. It was perfect. <laughs> they did when Darby did his Tope Suicida into Sonam Singh and he just fell off him like he hit a brick wall. Perfect. The whole thing was perfect. There wasn't too much outside interference. The whole thing was great. It should have just ended there. But then they had to overbook it. They, then, they, then they put the fake Sting, who ended up being Cole Carter, who started with the Trust Busters, but then was with the Factory. Then he was with this group, but apparently he was just on loan from the factory because they gave they exchanged money this week. I mean, it's just but Cole Carter. Who the hell cares? I'm like, I'm like, is that Matt Taven? I see a terrible haircut. I mean, nobody knew who he was. And then Jeff Jarrett comes in and does a chair shot, which is fine. If Jeff, Jeff Jarrett Jeff Jarrett caught a you know a Dan Lambert Jeff Jarrett promo, it was the best part of the show. But it's weird because you also announced that he's an executive. You can't have your executive be an on-screen heel. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just dumb. And yes, he's in business development, which is like advertising and, and, you know, promotions and house shows and things like that. He's not in personnel, but you know how wrestling is. It's just, it's just weird that you announce somebody has joined you as an executive and you make them an on-screen character and a heel night one, which you know is going to get you to Jeff Jarrett versus Sting. And yes, they've already announced a tag match, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal against Darby Allen and Sting. I mean, you know, so 
Come on. Um, do you think Jeff Jarrett, I know we talked about this before on the show where they silently let go of uh, Dan Lambert. You think Jeff Jarrett's supposed to fill that role? Well, he's, he's he is filling that role and he's, you know, doing the same job. But maybe could be. I, I mean, I don't know that they really need anyone to fill that role. They have. I mean, when's the last time you saw Jake Roberts or Aaron Anderson? Not, not that I miss them, but they, they, they don't do anything. Um, but, yeah. I mean, you know, Jeff Jarrett's leaning into the IWC with his promos. The thing with Braun, I thought was a little bit stupid, but whatever. It's Jeff Jarrett. He's always going to be carny. Um, okay, so this week, so three weeks ago, we had Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson versus Sammy Guevara. This is the only time I've ever seen a bad Bryan match. And that's because there was absolutely no psychology. There was no story. It was just everyone getting their shit in. Nobody was selling anything until the until the end. And I hated that match. And then when they announced there was going to be a rematch, two out of three matches, I'm like, oh, no, it's going to be more Jericho Appreciation Society versus BCC. It's going to be a scrum. This is, you know, more about the faction warfare. Wasn't that at all. And when I watched the match, I really enjoyed it. And I know what happened. Brian said, Sammy, our last match was terrible. Let me tell you how to, I'm going to teach you how to tell a wrestling story. I'm going to teach you how to work like a heel. I'm going to teach you psychology and we're going to, we're going to get the time. And he came up with the stipulation and he booked that match. Now, whether it was wise to put his head at risk as, as often as he did, that's questionable, but it's his head, I guess, at the end of the day. Um, but this was brilliant. Uh, you know, basically the story was Sammy got himself disqualified by using a chair um, to so that he was down one to nothing, but he was trying to destroy uh, Brian. They didn't even really say that they, they were trying to soften him up for the Ring of Honor four-way title. It wasn't about that at all. It was all about Brian showing the world that in two or two and a half weeks, he could teach this guy who doesn't listen to anyone how to tell a story in the ring. And it was all psychology. They were selling. It was perfect. I thought I was going to hate this match. I love this match. And they resisted the temptation of having the Jericho Appreciation Society run in and having the BCC run in and all of that shit. So well done there. The main event was good. The rest of the show was just sort of ho-hum. Um, there's a lot of weirdness in AEW, but we could take forever with it. And I can you know see that you're sort of do you, losing that. Do you think that there – sorry. Do you think that there is a um, – the build to full gear is living up to hype. No, I don't. And this MJF thing versus Moxley, it's like the wrong combination. It It is, right? Yeah. It's like I don't think Cross and Drew have any chemistry with each other. I don't think MJF and Moxley have any chemistry with each other. It's like it's like it's the wrong thing. Moxley yeah, I, I don't know. No, it, it it doesn't feel like it. And everyone feels like it's going to be a coronation. And then they made it all mixed up with this thing with the firm. And then you had a Stokely Hathaway promo that aired on the Boston show, which was filmed in Baltimore. I mean, it's the Inner Harbor. And you see the Baltimore banner building behind them, uh, <laughs> I mean, which is a local newspaper. I mean, it's not, it's not even the biggest newspaper in the city. Um and he's basically saying, MJ, after just dick riding, you know, and, and I hate you and we're best friends and I don't need you. I'm going to kill you. Uh, I mean, you know, so the only thing that's 
interesting about this is whether or not this is like a swerve where MJF's taking all the abuse because he really is the devil. He put himself, he let Morrissey put him through the table because the firm is going to help him. And that's really showing he's the devil and, you know, and or will Regal respect him for that? Or, or will he take out the brass knuckles and decide not to use them? Or, or when MJF puts away the diamond ring, Regal gives him the brass knuckles or whatever, all these other things, which is like, it's fine. They're wrestling stories. It's fantasy booking, but none of it, you know, either way, it's a lose. If Moxley retains, people are going to be, oh, you're, you're, you're going to cool off MJF. He's the biggest star in your company. You needed this. You need to go with the young stars. But if MJF loses by the swerve, everyone's going to be like, oh, boring. We've seen this again. Oh, he's got another faction. Okay, MJF cheats again. Fine. But then if he loses clean, you've got the best heel or one of the best heels in wrestling now as a face. So. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it, 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 they booked themselves something weird here, and I don't have confidence in Tony Khan to book himself out of it successfully. I personally think that some sort of I was a devil all along. You knew who I was all along. Kind of swerve where he does end up cheating to win, either in cahoots with the firm or in cahoots with Regal or both, um, which is fine by me. I mean, that, that 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 to me is the most satisfactory result. But no, I I'm not interested in seeing this card there's i don't care about soraya versus Britt baker i thought that promo stunk i I think soraya already going to you don't have a clue in all my injuries and all my embarrassments i mean that that's like that's like the the last resort of the desperate i mean Britt baker Mm -hmm. has broken like her nose twice she's had tons of injuries she's 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 earned her stripes she maybe you know she's earned her stripes in aw maybe she hasn't gone through the same thing as Page has, but let's face it, Page hasn't wrestled in seven years. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, I've been in the business 30 years and wrestling since I'm 13. Okay. Your parents driving you around in a carny van from the time you're zero to 13 doesn't put you in the business. <laughs> I mean, let, let, let's be real. Uh, you know, I don't know what you were doing from 13 to, to 19 when you got to the US or 20, whatever it was. Um, you know, but. Whatever. I mean, it's, it, you know, the, the, the British indie scene is a very different kind of business than wh- whatever she's talking about now. Whatever it is, it's not like, it, you know, that's a promo you can cut on Jay Cargill, who's only been wrestling for a year. Yeah. So, no, I'm not interested. Going in back that. to the. I'm not interested in Tony Storm. Going back to. Go, well. Sorry, going back to the MJF promo, um, I saw a lot of people talking it up. But Jeff, like, I, I couldn't help but think that MJF wasn't doing himself any favors here by bringing up all these past times that he's been overshadowed. Like, it kind of reminds you that maybe he's not as big a deal or the guy as we we believe him to be. It also reminded me that he overshadowed Wardlow at his ascension, uh, you know, over a fake promo. I mean, he was talking about a, a press conference, but he did a, you know, his promo in, in the ring and then went away for three months. Um, mm-hmm. And it all said MJF will be here speaking. He was, and he was on a podcast somewhere, um, which I mean, it's not exactly a bait and switch, but it's not the same thing as a live promo. I thought the promo was fine. I just think that the, the whole story is sort of muddled. I don't really even think it matters what the promos are anymore. And, you know, Moxie's like, you say you're the devil, kid, you ain't that. And you know what? I think if Moxley just said that, that would have been fine if he did a 30-second promo. But of course, it's Moxley, so he's got to do you know, a six-and-a-half-minute promo. And he talks about, Regal, you've known me now about 10 years, and when we first met, uh, you 
I tore off your ear. What the, what the hell is he talking about? I mean, he's not just talking about things that happen like in CZW, not NXT. So, I mean, you know, so like he he's making it 10 years is too little. It doesn't fit with the storyline because we all know where he was 10 years ago. He was just a, he was basically in the shield. And it's Seth Rollins, 10 years in WWE. Dean Ambrose was either at the same time or right, either ahead of him or right behind him. So it's not like Dean Ambrose yep. was was doing crazy shit with Stephen Regal or William Regal then. So he, he had to make it 15 or 20 years to make it make sense. I mean, he's yep. only 35 himself. So I don't know. That that whole thing was dumb. And Regal wasn't doing anything. He was just standing there nodding. And, I, I, you know, Regal's almost like a potted plant in this thing. Just an enormous statue. Um I, I think they're building up to him switching over, but yeah, I mean, so they, they, at that point, are we going to give a fuck? No, I mean, you, you're going to put Regal with another guy who can talk. No, for God's sake, put Regal with people who can't talk. I mean, <laughs> I mean, right. It's like, the, it's like wrestling one-on-one has no place in this company. I mean, I couldn't care less about jungle boy versus Luchasaurus. I couldn't care less about Nyla Rose against Jade Cargill. I couldn't care less about Jamie storm against, uh, uh, I mean, Tony storm against Jamie Hayter. And by the way, Jamie Hayter about 10 weeks ago was organically over, but they, Sort of mm-hmm. bought, they they decide not to turn her against Britt Baker, and now it's mm-hmm. like she's sort of fallen back to everyone she's else. Cooled off, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think they missed, like you were talking about earlier, they they, they waited too long on something. It's like I think it's better to do something too early than wait too long. Um, I don't. I think it'd be interesting to see MJF as the, as the champion, but I'm not ready to make predictions yet. I mean. Is that, is that show this? Oh yeah, it's this this week. Well, we'll, we'll have one more recording for predictions on that. Um, maybe, M- maybe. Yeah. I mean, we might we might skip next week. Oy. All right. Well, folks, if you ever want to hear, if you if we skip weeks or if you miss what the, my takes on wrestling any of the last couple of weeks, I'm on tons of shows on the PWC. Um, Monday Monday Night Machismo, Smack Talk. Uh, Where can you find the PWC? How about that? Let's PWC network at dot podbeam dot net. You can find them on Facebook. Facebook, yeah, PWC Pro Wrestling Coalition PWC. You can find them on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. I tweet and retweet the shows. You can follow uh, Jimmy T at DJ Mass FX. Um, you know, or or at Chris Ams one. Um, so yeah. Um, so if if you ever miss my takes or you want to hear more of me, there's plenty of me there. Um, there you go. You can go find Jeff, and if you want to hear more of me. Good luck, because uh, I'm here, and that's pretty much it. It ain't happening. But, <laughs> yeah, the good thing about Uncaged, which is also on Channel Attitude, um, or Carnage went on the PWC, is that and the Skirmish is that show those particular podcasts are dedicated to Rampage and Dynamite, respectively, and usually recorded quickly afterwards. So you'll get thoughts about them right afterwards. Um, so, anyway, enough about that. So... I don't know. Your question was, am I excited about the the build up for full gear? No, I think it's been rushed. For a company that only does four pay-per-views a year, everything's been rushed and there's too much Ring of Honor shit. And then this Shibata thing was introduced in the middle here, which is, you know, a mess. And who, who knows what else they're going to do? I, I mean, it, uh, you got the you've you have three, arguably four of their top stars in one match for a 
title that doesn't matter. We're probably going to have a fatal three-way for two titles, one that used to matter, one that hasn't mattered in years in a different promotion. Uh, we have no idea what's going on with the tag team championships, uh, you know. I was about to say, what's going on with FTR? Yeah, the elite, I, I imagine, will be coming back. I guess they'll be looking for their trios titles, but who cares? Because Penta and the Lucha Brothers don't even like each other anymore over a timekeeper's bell. I mean, it's just all weird. It's it's, it's just weird. Everything is weird there. Maybe House of Black will come back. I don't know. Anyway. Um, House of Black is already back, except it's only Uncle Duty. Uncle Duty, right. Uncle Howdy Duty. All right, so ratings. Last three weeks for Impact, you had 96,000, which was an increase of 2,000. Next week went up to 101,000. And then this week, not reported, which generally means you're out of the top 150. Now, this week was, uh, I think, a pretty pivotal World Series game, but it's hard to imagine they lost 55,000 viewers to the World Series. But if this is correct, they were under 50,000 because it's, it's not reported anywhere. New Japan Pro Wrestling has been reported wow. probably in two and a half months. Last last was maybe once in the last three months, and it was 46,000. SmackDown, the last three weeks, 2.231 million. Uh, then we had the the the, uh, the show that was on Fox Sports 1 was only had 835,000. And then this past week, 2.138 million. So yeah, you can see where that's going. Rampage, three weeks ago, 480, then 376, and then the Mike Tyson and Shibata return, no World Series game, uh, 455. Um, Raw, last three weeks, 1.641 million, 1.5 million. And then this past week was was 1.563 million. So Raw not doing so great. Um, Even though it's been better the last two weeks, they haven't had like four segments with Judgment Day and four segments with Damage Control and eight segments with the Garganos. By the way, you know, one thing one thing we haven't spoken about this episode was um, theory cashing. Yeah, I was just about to mention that. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, the world's going crazy about the theory cash in. I'm actually sort of relieved because like. Uh, you know, I, the way he got into the match was sort of bad, and, and you knew he was winning once he got into the Money in the Bank match. And the way he's been booked since to g- generally lose almost every match is, is sort of goofy. I mean, you can do that with someone who has the, the, the case that's okay because they always have the case. Um, but nobody was really feeling it. Now, to cash it in on the U.S. championship – even though Seth Rollins says it's the most important title on Raw, that's dumb. He's already had the U.S. Championship, so that was dumb and dopey. But I'm glad he lost because they're turning Seth, and that's more important. And everyone's like, "Well, what do you do with Theory now? He's buried." I don't think he's buried. I think the issue is that poor Austin Theory lost his way, but he's going to refine it, and the way will be reunited, and that will rescue this Dexter Loomis thing that they finally. You know, tied up with a story that sucked, but at least it was a story. At least they tried. Um, and uh, maybe even bring Indy Hartwell up because she's in a nothing feud with Alexa Lopez, which isn't important. Um, and she can lose it, and then Dexter can carry her off. And then the way, you know, Gargano is boring, Candice LeRae is boring. Austin Theory is sort of annoying. Dexter Loomis, who knows what's going to happen, a spooky character, but together they're great. So put, put reunite the way. Yeah, I I have a different take. I think this is 
going to end in two ways. I think one way, and I haven't seen many people talk about this is, you know, I read Austin theories buried. They can't do anything with him. He must've pissed somebody off backstage possibly, or they realize, you know what? He's run his course as a heel and now it's time to turn him babyface. And what better way than to have him fall from grace and eat some humble pie and then rise back up through the ranks. With his with so his wrestling parents taking him in like a like you take in a wayward child. Uh yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's anything more than Triple H doesn't want him having the case. That that's not a story he wants to tell right now. Um, whatever, right. whatever it is, I don't hate. Or, it. or Jeff, or, you know, we talked about this earlier. The investigation's done. No, there's no or. The fall from grace means that what what is every everybody's been talking about Nobody's it. Everybody's been talking about implying it. that. Triple H has fallen out of favor with Austin and that Austin was Vince's guy. What better way, Jeff? You know, every week I try to book Vince back into the the show. You'll never see him again. Except Vince McMahon is coming back, baby. Let's go. Except on those pictures where you see him dating. But I'll give you this. Triple H books exactly like Vince McMahon or or dangerously close. So I don't know what you're complaining about because I'm the one complaining because tomorrow night on SmackDown, they're going to have a six six participant women's match to determine who the number one contender is to challenge Ronda Rousey, who just had an open challenge. So why are they changing that? But it's like six women who haven't won any matches. I mean, it's it's. It, it, it's it's stupid. It's just as stupid as that AEW thing, except it's not even a tournament. It's just one match. So I don't know. It's it's dopey. I thought that kind of shit was done. Anyway, NXT. But you're going to watch it anyway. Uh, probably not live, but yeah, I'll watch. Of course I'll watch it. NXT, uh, three weeks ago, 716, then seven, uh, 670. This past week, 664. Uh, you know, despite election coverage, they only dropped. 6,000, so not bad. Dynamite a few weeks ago, 997. Then two weeks ago, dropped down to 911. And then this past week, uh, just yesterday, as we're recording now, dropped down to 930. Um, Oof. So, you know, I don't know. One day they'll get to my 850. NWA, these numbers are not current, but I I did check today that the show from last week, which last Friday, which is the most recent one, Friday being the fourth, is up to 30,000. A week ago when I wrote this down, it was at 27,000. So only 3,000 more gains. Um, The other two shows after were like 32,000. Then there was one that was strangely high, 85,000. MLW still hasn't done any new shows. They just had their, their Philly show. I guess they taped their you know, their their four days of tapings or whatever. And so their new season will come out, I, I guess, shortly, but not yet. Dark, um, I didn't look at this week uh, or I didn't write it down, but the numbers are not significantly different uh, from two weeks ago, which was 167, 187, 252. I think the, the newest dark was around 166. Elevation was 177, 28, 159. Uh, the newest elevation, I think, was actually lower than that. I think it was 158 uh, right now. New Japan Strong, which I keep saying I'm not going to look at, but I keep doing it. But this was two weeks ago, not this week. Uh, 6,100. 13,000 and 8,200. Don't ask me to explain the 13,000 one. Um, 
wow, episode four, which was from October 9th, I haven't found any more recent numbers. And I look, and by the way, the thing with wow is that's an aggregate because it's syndicated. It, it may be on once a week. It might be on the same channel eight times a week. So they're all getting added together. Anyway, the, the last number was their highest, 334,000. But remember, it's an aggregate. It's, you know, so, and it probably likely plays in multiple time slots during the course of a week. Um, if I get new numbers on that, I will report it. But there you have it. That's, uh, I, I think we're caught up. Uh, I'm sorry we missed two weeks worth of shows. That's never our intention. Um, it's not your fault. I know it's not. I, I, I know whose fault. It's your fault. Um <laughs> Steve's yeah. a, Steve is an elected official, so he's he's got real responsibility. I'm, I'm a busy guy. I'm I, then I get sick. I got four kids. Of course, one of them is going to bring home something: RSV, polio, the mumps, whatever. Yeah, shit happens. But Jeff, this is it's been great. I love getting back in the saddle with you. This has been a funny ride. Hopefully, next time. We'll get some calls in. You know, you, you know, we have a lot of celebrity fans that like to call in. I assume you've been getting calls the, during the course of these weeks. Oh, oh of course, all mm-hmm. the time. I get calls. Tammy's always calling mm-hmm. me. And, uh, you know, I think Dana might start calling us. I think Dana might, might become a regular soon. So I want to shout out some uh, Hammerlock Hangover listeners. Thank you for uh, checking in with us over the hiatus to see when a new episode was going to drop. So thank you. We're really back here together because you guys asked for it. Um, and um, yeah, man, it's, it's nice to be wanted. It's nice. To so you're giving shout outs, but you're not to, saying who you're shouting out. That's so many of them. We don't need to, you know, shout them all. Okay. Out. They know who they are, Stephen, right? They, you know who you are, Drew, you know who you are. <laughs> Josephine, you know there, there was somebody that uh, uh, way back when who interacted with us on the on the Facebook page who was angry at me about something. Uh, well, he apparently still listens because uh, he because he interacted on the Facebook page about something else too, and and it seemed like he wanted to pick a fight with me, but I wasn't gonna because it wasn't something to fight about, and and I just gave him some answers, and then we had a you know well you know perfectly normal interaction. You know, that was the end of it. But so even so, even someone who hate listens comes back and, you know, and, and I know the guy who was uh, predisposed not to like me and it just doesn't bother me. I, I you know, I have a wow. thick skin. So, you know, if you hate listen, we, 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 we still like you anyway, because we, we like listeners. But so listen, Steve and I have to figure out what what the plans are, uh, if this is going to be more of a biweekly show. And if it's a biweekly show, then we have to figure out what's a format that you guys will get something different, but also enjoyable. And part of that involves me, because I always feel like I need to report every single little thing like such and such, you know, schmucky the whale signed with MLW and like, you know, like nobody cares. Um, so part of that is my, is going to be self-editing and figure out what the biggest stories are. Um, right. But I think we did a good job this week. I think we, we covered everything that we missed from almost a month ago to now. And, and, and you gave a, a pretty, good synopsis of your predictions for all, all all i was about to call it all gear oh, i didn't i didn't make any full predictions gear. for full gear I, I mean i'm not even prepared to, yeah, but you kind I of just did. sort of said i don't care you know 
Uh, I did give the three options for the title enough. match, but I, I, I don't care. I, I just really don't care about the, this card. Um, I promise you folks, if we don't, I mean, we probably won't do a hammerlock. It'll probably become a bi-weekly show. I mean, one way or another, that's that's probably how it's looking, at least for the foreseeable future, that's because of trending. Steve's commitments. Uh, and I also do a bunch of wrestling shows, and then sometimes I'm gassed out on talking wrestling, yes. um, which yes. is, you know, that's a me issue, but it, but it's part of our reality. Um we can always talk about movies. Have you what have you what, what have you been watching the last? Yeah, days? we can always do that. Three weeks. Um, so, but if you do, if you ever feel like you're not hearing enough me, just just find follow me on Twitter at EricGrossFellMD and subscribe to the PWC, and you'll. I mean, I'm literally on three to six shows a week on on the PWC, so you can't possibly get. Believe me. I'm tired of listening to me talk about wrestling. Um, <laughs> we're, we're waiting for some some of our people on the PWC to come back to sort of spread. They spread love. love you over there. Huh? They love you over there. Yeah, well, the, the good thing is that a couple of those shows go on Channel Attitude, which for those of you who don't know, that's Vince Russo's network. So, And the shows are on, uh, if you watch them live, it's free, but otherwise it's behind the paywall. So it's it's a lot of people and also how mean media groups are. So it is more exposure. And, and right. of course, I love that. And the more shows I'm on, you know, the channel attitude and how mean, the, you know, the, the better I feel. But uh, Jeff, Jeff is always hitting me up asking, Steve, how do you think we can, I can expose myself more um, and, and I say, Jeff, uh, put your pants back on. That's inappropriate to ask me at the moment. And I tell you every time I don't own any pants. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening to episode 105 of the Hammerlock Hangover. Uh, we will be back with you probably in the next two weeks. So we will check you out then. Stay with my friends. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with promo code SWING to receive $200 in free bets on launch day after registering. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, physically present in Maryland. Eligibility restrictions apply. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. See DraftKings.com MD for full terms and conditions. One per customer. Bonus issued as free bets. No purchase necessary for sweepstake. Void where prohibited. Ends first day DraftKings is allowed to operate in Maryland. See terms at dkng.co md. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.